Let us open the Word of God this morning to Isaiah 61, a chapter that you read last evening in preparation for today. Isaiah 61 that speaks of the Jewish church, which we have been grafted into and have taken the preeminent place in it. Isaiah 61, we know that it pertains to the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel era of the New Testament church because... The first three verses, Jesus read and in the synagogue at Nazareth, his hometown, and said that this day are these words fulfilled in your midst. So we know exactly the fulfillment of this prophecy. Let me read to you those first three verses. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And amen. The Lord Jesus Christ read these words in the synagogue of his hometown and said that he was fulfilling them that day because he had been anointed with the Holy Ghost without measure, as the Bible tells us in John chapter 3. And he preached the gospel and opened up the New Testament era and the kingdom of God and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. For his gospel was preached unto the Gentiles and believed on in the world two aspects of the great mystery of godliness. When we look at these three verses and we see that they are based on the Holy Spirit and Him being given to the Lord Jesus Christ first and then to us, that there is an appointment made that we get the oil of joy in place of mourning. Mourning is only good if you've sinned. I was written this past week and asked in all of the preaching about happiness, gladness, and so forth. Where does James 4, 8 through 10 fit in? I can't remember if it was someone in the church or someone outside the church. But James 4, 8 through 10 say that we're supposed to mourn and, you know, exchange our laughter for grieving. And they wrote and said, where does that fit in? I I wrote back and I said, well, it fits in if you're guilty of the wicked sins in James 4, 1 through 7. If you're not, it doesn't fit in at all. Only if we've sinned do we have to go mourning like that. Real holiness and the real fear of God is to be joyful in Him. If you read Deuteronomy 14 last night, and you may have wondered, what did the pastor pick this chapter for? But if you would read it, like in verse 23, it tells us that to learn the fear of God was to have a feast. 
To learn the fear of God was not to tremble at Mount Sinai and be terrified by the fire coming down from on that mountain. And we want to keep this Bible perspective in mind so that we don't err into either ditch. We want the crown of the road of what the Lord wants from our lives. And here, remember in Nehemiah chapter 8, we read that this day is holy to the Lord and the joy of the Lord is your strength. We tend to think because of puritanical, pharisaical excess that holiness to the Lord means that we walk around with our heads bowed down, terrified, trembling. But we're supposed to lift up the hands that hang down and lift up the feeble knees and rejoice. We should be dancing on our high places if we're walking with God. And God forgive me if I have ever misled this congregation away from the crown of the road on this subject. But if our sins are forgiven, and when we read a passage like this and we know it's about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, He's appointing the oil of joy, which is the Holy Spirit, for mourning. He's giving us the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. And He's giving us beauty for ashes. Has anyone in here ever burned your life to the ground? I have. Well, I'm glad that I get to be the pastor of a bunch of saints that have never had such an experience. But if you've ever burned your life to the ground, the Lord is able to give beauty for ashes. Praise His glorious name. There's always hope in our God and with our Savior and by the power of the Holy Spirit. No life is too far gone. No spirit is too wicked and rebellious. No sin is too great. And we want to be thankful today that we have such a Savior. It goes on to describe the Jewish church that it is going to be great and glorious and the Gentiles are going to worship before it. And when the Apostle Paul and other Jews turned the Gentile world upside down, this passage was fulfilled. It says in verse 6 that they would be ministers of our God with a capital M in our King James Bibles. They would be priests of the Lord with a capital P and they wouldn't even come from the tribe of Levi. The Apostle Paul didn't come from the tribe of Levi. He came from the tribe of Benjamin. But he preached the Gospel to Gentiles and they loved the Apostle. If you've ever read about that, Tearful, precious, intimate, loving departure of Paul from Ephesus when they met him on the seashore and wept on his neck because they knew they were not going to see him again. You can tell that this passage was being fulfilled. He told those Jews that though they had been shamed in verse 7, they would receive double. The blessing that they were going to get in the gospel and, and the gospel of Jesus Christ would double any trouble that they had experienced in Babylon or under God's chastening. And it goes on to describe that. It describes how He would direct their work in truth in verse 8. He would make their seed to be known among the Gentiles. And out of that little tiny nation of the Jews came the kingdom of Jesus Christ that extended into the whole earth and broke the image of the four kingdoms into powder. Because in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. Then the church responds this way in verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For He hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. 
As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations, including the United States of America in 2016. Let us pray with joyful hearts. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we bless and we praise Thee and thank Thee for this wonderful prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ and the gift of Your Spirit to Him without measure. We thank You for choosing one out of the people, one that was mighty, upon whose shoulders You could lay the burden of the government of Your kingdom, and He would fulfill it. And it would be by the power of the zeal of the Lord of hosts. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that You anointed the Lord Jesus Christ to preach liberty and freedom to the captives and to deliver the Jews first and then the Gentiles from the bondage and the guilt and the shame and the confusion of sin. We thank Thee, Holy Father, for giving that gift of the Holy Spirit by the redemptive price of Jesus Christ to Your church that Your Spirit, Your presence, Yourself would be with us forever. We thank Thee this day, according to the promise of Your Word, that in this assembly Your Spirit dwells, and Jesus Christ walks by Him around this candlestick. O Lord, forgive us. Forgive us where we have grieved Him this week. Forgive us where we have quenched His power in our lives. Fill us with Thy Spirit. Strengthen us by Thy Spirit. Direct the preaching, the praying, the singing by Thy Spirit. Open our ears by Thy Spirit. Open our minds and our hearts. Move them. Make them go in the way of Thy commandments. Lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. Reveal Him to us. Show Him to us in our inner man. Strengthen us with all might in that place inside us that we might know the knowledge that passes understanding, the the breadth and the depth and the length and the width of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ for us. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven, that You chose men and sent them into the world to preach unto the Gentiles and the Gentiles believed. We thank Thee that we have believed the gospel by Your gracious power. We're thankful for the beautiful feet that brought it to us. And we pray this day that we will live obediently, zealously, fervently, joyfully, and gladly because of the great blessings that You have done for us. We thank Thee for the robe of salvation and the fine linen of the saints, which is their righteousness, that You have clothed us in from the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that we stand before Thee without guilt, without shame, perfect and spotless in Thy sight, all because of Him and nothing in us. O Lord, we have a few minutes today to be here. The time will go quickly. Bless us by Your grace to honor Thee, to profit one another, to stir each other up, 
that we will live faithfully in this world until the Lord Jesus Christ comes for us. We pray this same blessing upon all churches of the saints throughout the earth. Bless their ministers and their people in this way as well as us. We thank Thee for our nation and we pray for it, that You would bless it and keep it, that we might continue to assemble like this with such freedom and to enjoy the liberties that we do every day of our lives. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our foolishness. We thank Thee for every good gift that comes down from the Father above. And we ask Thee now, O Lord, that You would bless us by Your presence and power, that You would let Your Word have free course in our minds and hearts, and that Your Spirit would stir us up, that we might fulfill the Gentile engrafting of this chapter's prophecy as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.